Hello and welcome to the Animation Club podcast. This is a Q&A featuring Tom Sanders. Please note that these Q&As were recorded across 2020 and 2021 during the COVID-19 pandemic. We hope you enjoy listening to this podcast. Goodbye for now. Hello, Animation Club. Welcome welcome back to another live Q&A. Um, today we have Tom Sanders, the creative director and founder of uh, Tin Mouse Animation Studio. So, um, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll let you introduce yourself um, further and then we can get start asking some questions. So, yeah, Sam says I'm the, uh, uh, the owner and... Uh creative director at Tin Mouse. Um, we're a very small studio, there's only three of us um, permanent, and then we kind of use freelancers where possible. And we make uh, commercial, corporate, explainer videos, basically anything you see that's advertising on the internet, we pretty much have either done one or something similar. Um, so that's a, kind of a bit about us. We're a completely remote working studio, which is not unique now, but it was, when we started in 2016, um, because I just got bored of the commute basically into London every day. So uh, yeah, I, d- I decided to do that instead and set up the studio so I could actually work to how I wanted to work mm. and then kind of just yeah employ people who had the same kind of idea as me, really. So did you, so as you said, you were bored of the comm- uh, commute. Were you in a studio before that? No, I was a freelancer. So I, I left university in 2000, oh, when did I leave? 2009? Yeah, 2009. And I took a gap year. So I didn't start work till about 2012, 2011, 2012. Mm-hmm. And then just built my freelance career up from there. Um, and then over the years, I got more and more busy and I was kind of doing more creative director roles. So I was working for other studios or production companies. And then they were basically saying, you can you can take this project on you can hire freelancers you can do this and i thought hang on a minute why am i doing all this and they're taking all the cut of the money yeah. <laughs> so at that point around 2015 16 i kind of played tin mouse and my freelance work mm. off against each other and to see which one i'd get more work out of so i put both things out there okay. and then slowly tin mouse grew and i got more work from that and i thought wow oh, this makes the natural progression so i, I started tin mouse and that's when I quit the commute and stayed at home. <laughs> well, um, that sort of covered some of the questions. I was going to ask a question of um, what, well, it can still count. What got yeah. you into the animation industry in the first place? What kind of led you to, to animation? I, I, I don't really know. I think I've always liked drawing and I've always, I'd always drawn cartoons as a kid. That was like my thing. I'd, I was always doing that. I was always getting told off in class for doing, for doing that. Um, so I'd always, I was always had that. I always thought illustration might be the way to go in terms of like drawing cartoons for a living. Working for the Beano was probably the my my dream job at, at a young age. And then it got to kind of making the decision about what to do for university. And I saw some of the illustration courses were linked with animation. I thought, oh, animation sounds quite fun to make my drawings move. Mm. Um, so I just plumped for animation quite off the cuff and thought oh, I'll give that a go <laughs> probably isn't the right way to do <laughs> to do that so I went to uh, Lancashire University with Mike who works for me now um, and yeah I just met a really great group of guys the course wasn't that brilliant um, at the time but you know the people around me really spurred we all spurred each other on it was a great collaborative environment um, uh, yeah, I, I, I loved every second of being there and learning about everything and came out of it wanting to stay in, yeah, stay in animation. I, I think I had a similar thing going into university. I, I sort of went in not knowing what I wanted to do. I just knew I wanted to do something creative. And I think it was about halfway through when I focused on animation in the mm. same way of like, I might as well try and make things move. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, I, I, myself, I focused mostly on stop motion, I think. Uh, I always refer to it in a funny way of uh, playing in slow motion, playing with toys in slow motion. But <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But um, yeah. Um, so what what is it like working in a small team? Are there positives and negatives to working in a small team? Uh, yeah. Before you go on, I should, I should also say we're a two D animation studio. Oh, That's what we do. We don't do three D. We, well, we do a little bit of stop motion mm. things, but you know, primarily it's two D. Um, 
But yeah, in terms of working in a small team, I think for me, I know they're, they're well, I think Mike's watching now and mm-hmm. he'll laugh me because I said when he joined that I would just keep it small to three. But now I'm already saying it could be four, could be, you know, I'm already growing it beyond what I thought it would be. Um, but I do want to keep it small. I like the small, I like knowing who my employees are. I've only got two, but, you know, I like knowing about them as individuals and what makes them tick and what they want to do. I think getting a bigger entity, maybe getting, a, you know, premises and things, you kind of lose touch with everything. Mm. Um, but I, uh, yeah, I really like working as a small team. Um, I think it just, it's, it's, it's a nice, it's a nicer collaboration when a project comes through, you can discuss it and really yeah. easily with two people rather than six. Rather than, I think I feel that there's too much coming in at once now. Mm. Oh, hi, Mike. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there he is. Um, yeah, so, I mean, is it, um, for, for the kind of projects you do then, I'm guessing it, it, well, I mean, it must be, is it easy enough with, of a workload with three people? Um, uh, I'm trying to think about a word, it's sorry. Um, would Is there moments where you think a bigger team would have been? Yeah, I think you know what you yeah. Yeah. So when I hired Katie, Katie came on board two years ago, mm. probably in two years ago now. And uh, I remember at that point we were getting too much work for two of us. And I thought, yeah, we need someone else now. This is it's it, near enough, it didn't get to crunch time, but it was getting there. And mm. We were hiring freelancers, and it kind of obviously hiring freelancers is expensive, and to hire someone full time is a lot cheaper. Don't tell them that. I listen. It's a bit cheaper. <laughs> I said to Katie at the time, I said I didn't want to get bigger than three, but you know, the, as the year, a couple of years has gone past, you get busier, you know, you get more known for what you do, so therefore you get busier and people come to you more often. And now I kind of think I'm at a stage now, I'm thinking, oh, maybe a fourth person might be a good addition and it would help free, free us up. So if one person's on holiday, the other, another person was ill, then there's always two people to, to kind of run things um, as long as they're all up to speed. Does everyone have uh, different sort of uh, bits that they would focus on with a project, or is it, or can everyone be a bit uh, that can everyone work on a project individually, or do they have separate parts to one project? Does that make sense? Yeah. So the way so the way I work the studio is that everyone can do design and animation. Mm. Um, I've thought about in the past just hiring a designer or an animator, but then I think just because the team's so small, it'd be very hard to go, right, you're just doing that without mm. doing anything else. But then that kind of thing happens anyway. So for instance, if I take the project as we're doing now, Mike is doing a lot of design work mm. and then Katie is doing design, but she's done a bit of animation as well. So there, there is, there's, there's a time when you just do design work for maybe a month and then, but then the next month you might be doing loads of animation, but that's just the nature of projects. They have a couple of projects to do each, but they'll usually take them from, conception to the delivery mm. in between people might chip in but that project will for the most part be theirs yeah. um, to deliver it's nice because i myself i like to have a bit of do a bit of everything really mm. it's quite nice to be able to have that variety get involved in the animation side of things as well yourself i or... do yeah <laughs> i kind of said that i'd kind of steer away from it but there's there's no getting away from it i mean no. if they're, they're both busy and i, I can do those things that they're doing as well. So I kind of think, why shouldn't I? Um, I think having a fourth person would allow me to do more of the business side and more, you know, bringing in the work. Mm. But at the moment, yeah, we're all doing pretty much the same thing um, to design and, and the production stuff, yeah. Mm. I, think, I, think, I think it's healthy to do lots of different things. So they're doing yeah. different things every day. Yeah. Um, I hope it's nice to have a bit of variety, isn't it? For, yeah. yeah. Um, so, Sorry, I'm, I'm plowing through my questions. I hope we get some more in a moment. Um, I can't, let me just, bear with me. Let me just see if they're, what the actual thing, sorry about this. I'm just double checking that I've not. So, uh, yes, sorry, I can, I can move on to my next question and then yeah. uh, that's from there. Um, have you, uh, as you say, a lot of your work is, is for like videos for other people. Have you thought about any, have you got any ideas for personal projects or thought about doing short films and things? I noticed there was one, sorry, let me remind myself of the name, <laughs> the, the Robin. The Robin, yeah. Yeah, so, that was more of like a short yeah. film. And that, 
that gave me my break i think i i did that myself with a client who, who wrote the script and helped devise the, the, mm. the story um but i did that to get work that was that was my main mm. thing so 2011 that, i think i don't know what it was around then before yeah. i got work in the industry I, I made that film to basically promote myself mm. and send it out to people and say that i can do an end-to-end piece um that's got a narrative and things mm. and anyway, it didn't go it didn't go down a storm but you know people took notice and saw that i could do things and i think that led to more work it definitely helped um and i definitely say to people if, if you're looking to get in the industry to make a film to make an end-to-end piece mm. definitely shows that you, you can do everything and then someone will see so someone like myself will sit there and watch the film and go yeah you, but you're you, i can see your talent is in designing rather than animating or the script's amazing yeah that's what you should go for people better pick out the things that you're you're good at mm. it's yeah. it's a really brilliant little film i love it um yeah i love, I love, I love the style of the movement and everything as well mm. that's but back back when i had time to do things like that yeah <laughs> i know the amount of times i, mean, I, I just yeah. want to do like that now and yeah, just come and do it. I think good. Um, the studio we did, we did a big personal project a few years ago mm. um, called. Uh, we worked with a podcast that were actually from my neck of the woods, in Chelmsford. So they kind of rate the kings and queens of England. It's called Red yeah. Sector, yeah. and we we worked with them to basically animate one of their episodes. Um, but I mean, just doing it between work took a long time. It was maybe mm. three years from the conception it was a 15 minute film so um, yeah. but we crowdfunded that in order to get the money to make the to actually produce the show and hire freelance things but that's the biggest project but that was a lot of work and i think yeah. doing something like that again in the immediate future no. would probably scare me a bit to do yeah. it all again <laughs> when you got another member <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah exactly yeah 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 okay so we've got a few more people coming in just to yeah. let everyone know this will be available to watch afterwards as well it'll still be on the page and i think you can rewind um again i was fiddling about with this sort of thing earlier i think you can rewind in case anyone's missed the first bit um and please send in any questions um so um right sorry i've i expected more questions by now <laughs> <laughs> Um, so uh, the the kind of um, your message. Uh, let me just get it back up so I don't stutter everything um, about your passion to do good. I know it's probably obvious, but how did this start about, and what's the if you if you the, the, the behind, it. behind it? And... Yeah, it was, we basically we relaunched the the company last month. Okay. April, not not a massive relaunch, but we we sort of it used to be called Tin Mouse Animation Studio. We we dropped the animation studio, made it Tin okay. Mouse, make it more punchy, made the website cleaner to look at, mm. and 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 part of that I think was to try and do something a bit different and to try and use the company to do to do good, to mm. turn ideas into good, um, and I think that it kind of all stemmed from Mike and Katie and myself, kind of. We were doing some some jobs that weren't quite, I want to say, morally good. Like we were doing some work for like oil and gas companies, which we were yeah. kind of we were doing some of these films. We were thinking, ah, it isn't quite, this isn't quite right. And it was Katie that kind of like flagged it up. And she she kind of did a film. She's like, I really don't feel comfortable making this film. And it made, it just made us all think about what we could do. And we came up with loads of ideas. Um, and it was kind of like getting to a stage where everything was everywhere and we were we had so many things we wanted to do so we brought a, a business consultant in to help us out and she kind of narrowed down our vision and said you know this is probably what you should aim towards and that kind of turned into this turning ideas into good um and what we're trying to achieve with that is to try and work with charities and organizations that are close to our heart so we we really champion the idea of sustainability uh so there's two vegans and a, and a vegetarian as part of our team. So this is, you know, we're trying to eat less meat and try and be better for the environment in that sense. So we we had this idea of like doing a collaboration with a charity where we work for them for basically nothing. We donate our time, um, and that this year is Friends of the Earth. Um, so we're working with them uh, as part of their their content, social media content team, um, and 
yeah, so we're kind of like listening to their briefs and we're just we're we're kind of helping them out in planning and plotting things. We've already made one film for them, um, and there'll be others in that series of like jargon busting. And then uh so what else are we doing? So yeah, we're working with them to do another film about their kids' project, which is called Planet Protectors. Ah. Um so we're gonna animate hopefully something to do with that and advertising that. Um but yeah, that, that's a really exciting thing to be to be a part of. Um, and just trying to give more to the communities and the organisations mm-hmm. and charities and things and to kind of give our work for free, give our time for free. It's um, a really nice thing. We can. It's a really nice thing. And I really like the tagline of doing it for good. Oh, yeah. that's good. Yeah, it took a long time to come up with something that I had. Yeah, well, it was worth it. It's, it's a good tagline. Yeah, that's good. Um, no, we have uh, a question. Richard Foster's asking who's the vegetarian. Who's the vegetarian? That is Mike. Is uh, Katie and myself are the vegans, so we haven't quite converted Mike yet. It's only a matter of time, surely. No, I can tell you that. So, so coming up with that, coming up with that turning ideas thing, um, yeah. uh, Charlotte, our right. business consultant, we got on board. She kind of said to me, "She said, what's the idea? What's the?" She really wanted an angle of what the logo meant, what the name meant, Tin Mouse. Mm. Oh, what, what can we, what can we divulge from that? What can we? What can we use? And I just said to her, there was, there was absolutely no reason it was called Tin Mouse, and she was really uh-huh. disappointed. <laughs> uh, so she kind of like played on the word turning, and that's how it mm. ended. It's like when um, with tape, um, people keep asking if it's an anagram of something, and mm. it's, uh, it's like cassette tape or videotape and and things like that. It, it has that kind of meaning, but not to uh, think. Mm. Sorry, I'll just say uh, it's all right, Richard. Then that was just my brain having a moment i i remembered what i was going to say it was less of a question it was more of a similar story i interviewed um mark silk voice actor and he said in the same way when you said about doing things for oil companies and sort of red flagging it he said he's had things like that in the past where he's turned down jobs where it's been like for a cigarette commercial or something and he doesn't smoke and yeah yeah yeah. of i could give money to charity from that but no because they do like to pay you a lot don't they for but then you think the moral implications. Moral are implications, yeah. yeah. I think at the start of the business, it was kind of, you know, you, mm. you've got to keep your head on, up, above water. You've, you've got to do these things to, to progress the business. And I think, you know, five years in, I've kind of, you know, and obviously, yeah, working with Mike and Katie, you know, they're influencing you all the time. Mm. It's saying what their concerns are and things. And I'm trying to listen to them and grow the business so they stay with me, but the business grows as well and becomes more responsible. And I think... Mm after five years we've probably got a bit of leeway now we don't need to rely on those big yeah. oil giants or whatever and it's uh, it's, it's quite nice that a lot more people are thinking that way and going in that yeah. direction as well helps as well because you'll get the work from that as well getting the message through and yeah doing it well, i think this this whole situation of covid has really accelerated that i think people mm-hmm. are really starting to think again about their business models whether that's you know, letting people work from home and all this kind of thing. And yeah, I think people are progressive in, enough to have, have that time to pause for a year and think twice about what they're doing. Yeah. So I think it's, we're going to see a lot more of it. Yeah. yeah. I, I, for one, champion the whole work from home thing. It's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, well, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's sometimes it has its downsides, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but no, it's, it's, yeah, it, it's, like you say, it's, it's handy for people to have had an insight into what could be done better and what could mm. be done differently and uh, to, to sustain things and keep going forwards, and both there for mentally and environmentally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was quite nice when there was such a big, there was a lot of news about the environment changing with the year of people not being on the road so much and... Mm. Uh, it's it's good to have that moment to show everyone, even if it wasn't us saying this is it. It's it's people stopping and going. Actually, yeah, things are getting a bit better without. Yeah. No. Totally. Needed. Yeah. 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 And I think I think the next challenge for me is probably like the more if I hire another person, there's four people. It's the mm. it's that mental well being because working yeah. from home, you're not interacting with people, you're not seeing people as much, and I know that over this past year there's been a lot more calls like zoom calls and video calls when they're like a year ago no one was using video 
to, yeah. to have meetings we were just ringing each other up and that was it yeah. or you'd go into a meeting every now and again in london yeah. or wherever it was and i think i think that's changed i think people need that interaction where they're not being mm. enough they need that interaction so they're just like oh we'll jump on a zoom call yeah that's that's, that's the easy thing to do so i think i think that's kind of taught us we need to do that more because we yeah. you know, chat on skype and things but you just need to call people yeah that's mm. uh that's a good point because I was just thinking of it as you said it that why people aren't just on the phone but they need that face to face though it's virtual yeah. oh we've got a question so Fion Fion is one of our animators from the animation club and um, she's asking what is the process step by step for going from a brief for a project to completing it there we are <sighs> <laughs> This could this could take the rest of the uh, yeah. <laughs> rest of the. Um, Do you want to get flipboard out and? Yeah, yeah, I'll start it all out. So, so I think for for us, um, obviously, the first thing the client will do is they'll get you to quote for a job. So you know instantly, they give you a rough idea. They might give you an idea of what they've seen before. So they they show you a film, or they've got a script that they've noted with visuals, or. You know those first Zoom calls, sitting there going, "What, what do you want?" You know, and we try to hash that out. Um, once we get an idea, we'll give them a quote, and then from that point, we know how much money we've got to spend on this project. So we know whether we can go all guns blazing, and it can be the most amazing thing ever, or they've gone really small. We have to like really think about how we're going to make this effective for the budget they've got. Mm. Um, so that's the kind of the start of the process, and then once we've kind of signed off on that we know where we're at um we'll we create uh we do two processes at the start so we'll write the script and we'll produce style stills so a design of how it's going to look and they are that, that process will happen at the same time um so someone will write the script that'll get sent off to the client go through a period of sign-offs to make sure they're happy and at the same time those style stills will be going back and forward from the client to us um, so the style stills will basically show how the film will look. Um, they're very clean, really nice looking things to try and sell the idea to the client, basically. Um, if we've done our job well enough, then they will sign off on it fairly quickly and the script, and then we'll go on to the, the storyboard stage. There's kind of two ways you can go around storyboards. Some people work really roughly, like just sketching and... Mm. But we've kind of learned over the years that that's not, it doesn't always work for a lot of clients because some clients can't really visualize how it's going to look eventually. Mm. And then we end up anyway having to sketch it and then we have to design everything. So we thought, why don't we just design it at the same time? So all our storyboarding is very clean as well. So that will look pretty much how it's going to look in the final film. Mm. And that really gives the client a good indication of exactly, you know, what it's going to look like how the narrative's gonna, gonna work out over the top of it. Um, and again, that goes through sign-offs, they go back and forth, make loads of crazy decisions that we're probably not happy with, and they kind of strip back our idea and we'll have to adapt it loads. Um, but by the end of that process, we've got something that hopefully everyone should be happy with. And then we go on to the, uh, the animation side. Um, usually, as I said, this could happen, it could be one person that takes this from start to end or one person might design it and then they might get busy on something else. So we might hire a freelancer in to do the animation or someone else will pick up that area. Mm. We try and keep all those areas fixed. So someone, one person will design it, one person will animate it just so that there's not so much crossover and sharing of styles and things. So yeah, then the animation process starts and at that point, everything should have been signed off. So it's kind of like plain sailing for us for maybe mm. a week or two. We were all really happy. It's, it's coming alive. This is great. We're all looking at it together in house. We're thinking this is brilliant. And then it goes to the client, and they go, "Oh, this isn't quite what we thought." And <laughs> you have to try and convince them that you know this this is what yeah, it's going to look. But no, most of the time they're they're happy with how it how it's going to look because mm -hmm. they've seen it before within the storyboard. And then we put the sound on, the voiceover, all the sound effects and the music and everything like that to finesse it and then it's, it's sent to client and hopefully they're all happy and they can put it on their website or wherever they want to put it mm -hmm. and it's happy days and they come back for more that's that's the that's yeah. the middle, 
So how how long uh, you say for a couple of weeks animating? But how how long do you reckon from start to finish? Is it on average for a? For a... Depends on how long the film is, but we usually yeah. work about two two minutes, three minutes, mm. and those those projects take about three, four, five weeks. Um, we're quite quick. The, the work we do is quite is like corporate or it's internet stuff, so it's, it does need to be quite fast turnaround. Yeah. It's not like a TV show, so mm. those yeah. projects, yeah, four or five weeks probably tops. Leon's asking, do you have lots of projects going on at the same time at different stages? I'm afraid we do, yeah. It's, not, it's gone of the days where you had one film to make. Um, yeah. So I think at the moment, I mean, if I look at the schedule, there's probably four or five films that are going to happen within the next, to start in the next maybe two or three weeks. And we're working on, let's say, three, two, three, four films at the moment. Mm. Um, and they're all being various stages. So I think, for instance, uh, Katie is storyboarding one film at the moment. Um, and then we've got Mike animating a film that he storyboarded last week. So he's kind of a bit further on than Katie. So he'll kind of, he'll should essentially finish first and then he'll go on to the next one. And then Katie might finish hers a week or so later. So then she'll go on to the next one. It, it does all kind of work out, but I said that to them at the start of the year. As Mike says, lots of spinning plates. Yeah. yeah. I think January for us was, was crazy. There was, yeah. there was so many things happening to be delivered on the same date. Mm. It got a bit bit crazy, and we're hiring people in to help us, and yeah, got a bit, bit mad. Um, no, uh, Fionn's asking again, do you f fight over who gets to work on the most fun ones? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they fight, it's kind of up to me who, who works on what. So, that's I did say to them the other day that that, that was quite a difficult thing having mm. three people now and having to delegate, yeah and choose who gets, because there are fun ones and there are not so, you know, mm. there are quite corporate ones that, that come in and it is luck of the draw, who's free. Um, but sometimes you kind of, you, you, you think, oh, this style would suit Mike or this style would suit Katie or this style would suit a freelance that we know that, you know, we think it probably a handful of times has happened where a project comes in and we, we think that someone else can do it better than the last three. So you, you hire them or you, you work with them to deliver the film, yeah. Mike says each project is fun. That's a good way to look at it. I'll hold him to that. I'll hold yeah. him. To that. Yeah. <laughs> I've had a similar thing here where we've had a few, you sort of have a few projects on the go at the same time and then you'll have a deadline for them all that's in a similar thing. So you just mm. have a moment of going, there's nothing on. Where's the thing gone? Yeah, yeah. Have you had moments like that where your projects have not dried up but you've all fin you finished loads at the same time and you've got a moment where you're like, oh, Totally. Yeah. It happened end of end of March, I think. Yeah. And the guys were saying, oh, you know, because you, you start to like, you, you're not panicking yourself. You, you know things are going to come in, but then you've got to kind of justify that to, to your staff and say, look, there's nothing coming in there. And they're like, what? And they're like, no, my stuff will come in. You know, the longer they've worked with me, they understand that, you know, there are going to be lulls or we're kind of like, we're doing personal things or we're doing, you know, mm -hmm. there's a bit more free time to be had um, or you can spend longer on the things you're doing. Yeah, you have, you have lulls and then you have just crazy. What kind of software is it that you're using to do your animations on? So we use the Adobe suite. Is, is the okay. um, so After Effects is the main program we use. We can mm. do character uh, rigging in that. We can do motion graphics animation, so text. And we can do it all in there, basically. Um, and the character rigging has got a lot better now in After Effects to animate characters and things and to do all our design work we use illustrator photoshop mm. illustrator mainly because that just imports straight into after effects we've got all that kind of stuff we've got the adobe creative package yeah, here well, so it's quite yeah i think it's industry standard really i mean unless you go into tv mm. where children's tv you're learning cell action or uh, boom boom they use uh, that kind of quick turnaround uh tv tv work Hmm. We've got yeah, we've got the creative ones. We've also got what's the other one we've got? Uh, we've just downloaded Blender. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, for anyone that's watching, we've downloaded Blender, so you get to play with that when you come back in the building. Um, that I realised has a two D 
bit on it, which is great. Fionn's asking, what do we storyboard in? So that that's Illustrator as well. We it's, it's, it's Illustrator is our friend, I think. Yeah. Okay, although Katie has been sitting on her iPad in her living room doing some sketches, which she's very much enjoyed. <laughs> but yeah, most most is Illustrator. It's just because, as I said, if we work clean and it's it's easy, all those assets we create can just be chucked straight mm. into and animated. So it's a lot easier for us to do that way. Uh, Rachel's asking, um, what's the average length of each film you make? Uh, I actually went to university with Rachel, so there you go. Ah. Um, the average length is, we try and convince clients to go with a 90 second film because we don't believe that any longer than that, mm. attention is not sustained really. Um, if you explain the film, it'd be, it'd be 90 seconds to two minutes. That's probably the, the average, but it, it seems to be, it depends like, because we've been through recessions and things, so people don't have much money, so you have to say, you know, but I can see uh, as we come out of this, oh, and COVID, but as we come out of this, I think people get more, they get more money in their marketing, so they might make one 90 second film, but they might make three more, you know, yeah. as part of the series or something, so you end up making a six minute film, but it seems mm. to chunks, yeah. Depends on a lot of things. Have you have you thought? I know that you're saying about um, you wouldn't do with, with your personal films. Have, have you thought about any sort of feature film or short film, like maybe half an hour? Again, looking more. Of the we did think about it once, like before yeah. Katie and I said to Mike, "You can do a short film, you know, and yeah. that could be your thing." And then we just got crazy busy, and you kind of feel yeah. bad because you said that to him. But I, I think it will happen at some point. Yeah. But I think with this doing good thing we're doing, yeah. that that has opened up a lot of opportunities, or is going to open up a lot of opportunities. Working with charities, things, and because mm. we're doing things for free, they kind of give us a bit more creative control. So yeah. we can do it that way. Um, hopefully, that would be quite nice if people yeah. get involved in doing that. And, yeah, put their mark on it that way. Have you collaborated with many other? I mean, you say you work with charities as well now. Um, have you collaborated with any other studios? on anything or no. <laughs> not that i wouldn't not that i wouldn't no not that yeah. not one kind of no um that's not the kind of thing we do i mean we work with a lot of freelancers mm. so, i mean they're basically mini studios these days i mean they're, they're yeah most freelancers are turning they've probably got some of them probably got a work i know a few of them got work clothes like us you know they're, they're producing mm. three or four films in one in one hit so and they're probably using freelancers. So I think the the days of this traditional studio are probably waning a bit. You've got to be mm. a huge studio, but smaller studios are basically. I'm basically a freelancer, just hiring out, mm. you know, other freelancers. <laughs> well, they, I saw there's quite a good little documentary about animation. Um, uh, I think it was on the BBC of British Animation, the history of British animation, mm -hmm. or something along those lines, and. Um, yeah, it said a similar thing that it was showing people that have animation studios in their shed. So even stop motion artists just have a, a small shed and that, that's where they create these amazing works of art. So you don't need a lot of space. Well, sometimes you do, but you don't need a lot of space and a lot of people, which is... I think, yeah, I think that was the way it all started. I mean, I've done uh, a lot of history work on Ivor Wood, who created like Post and Pat and... Mm. Uh, Charlie Chalk, the Wombles, and that kind of thing. And he he kind of set up on his own. And after he did the Wombles and Paddington Bear in the 70s, he set up on his own in the 80s. And that was just a, basically a garage underneath his house mm. in London. And he, he created Postman Pat in that garage. So that's that's obviously world-renowned now, but he did it all from like a little studio in his garage. So I, it doesn't really matter where you are. I think that kind of industry is very flexible. As long as the work rate is, is churned out and you're creating good things, then it shouldn't matter where you are. Like, but I built a studio in basically a bedroom in a house. So, you know, it's, it's, it's easy in that sense. If you put the work in, then it shouldn't matter. Yeah, that's really nice advice because, yeah, a lot of people I know that they, a lot of the club are doing stuff at home. And I think it's quite inspiring for them to know that you can just create stuff anywhere and, and you don't have to have all the tech and and space and things you, you use because we we're trying to encourage people to use what they have so in a similar mm -hmm. vein we're trying to look at recycled materials um, oh, yeah, yeah. 
we were at the start before lockdown um and then how we can create the worlds the, the sets the puppets everything out of recycled things yeah. and yeah just trying to be um anyway the technology these days is it you can just get any you can buy any laptop and mm. it's got a camera in it and it's it can it's got a stop motion function within yeah. in built in it you know i mean you don't have to buy anything so yeah. i think it's probably the easiest way to get into animation is, yeah. is through stop frame uh, I, mean, I mean yeah even phones just, and ipads yeah, 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 that yeah. sort of thing as well that's what yeah and we've got quite a few again <laughs> another message to the animation club we've got quite a few new ipads now um, so we, we've got more chance for people because mm. we, we only had a couple beforehand and um, uh, Dragon Frame. Yeah, um, okay. But it was a case of sharing and the club became quite popular, but now we've got quite a lot more kit to actually get people. Yeah. Uh, means no more waiting around. So Yeah, uh, it's, it's certainly the easiest way in, stop frame. Definitely yeah. And you can do it's, all the same principles yeah. with that. So, yeah. And there's, there's a, some software that I t tell everyone about as well called Flipper Clip. Have you heard of that one? it's it's basically a 2d bit of animation software um but it's quite a simple one to use and you can get it on phones and ipads and oh, okay right yeah quite straightforward it's quite good it's, it's almost like paint like the original paint yeah but animatable yeah that sounds perfect as well yeah. i mean it's so easy these days yeah yeah it's i love it because it's a it's a i always say it's a really simple thing to pick up animation and then you just got to learn all the so it, you can it's easy to move something make something move and then you've got to learn the process of bringing it to life and as, as you do it yourselves adding character and, uh, and it's the principles if you know the principles then you can do you can you can do anything and i think that goes for you know if you learn how to make a weighted walk cycle or something like that then mm. you can put that process into doing motion graphics so moving something across the screen mm. it's the same principle you can still make it, you know, slow in and slow out, and use give it give a ball weight. It's exactly the same principle. You've just got to work out how to how to apply those principles in different mm. Yeah. Uh, so we've got another question. So you have a lot of stylized human characters in your films. Do you ever sneak in characters that look like people you know? Yeah, Katie does. Uh, Katie sticks her boyfriend in every film, pretty much that she does, and uh, me and Mike like pointing him out, but. Uh, like where's Wally with all your on with? There are things that we use. I used to use parts of the Robin, the the short film I made. So mm. I made like a, a flight cycle of a bird flapping, yeah. and some pigeons, and they were kind of loopable. So in some films where there was like a bit of dead space or a bit of sky, I would sneak in. I'll just get those things again, and just stick them in, flying across. Or so the things like that you you you'd use. Again, Katie sounds awesome. She is. She's really awesome. Yeah. So is Mike for the for the record. But yeah, Mike tends to every now and again he draws a character that looks like me. Um, and it, that looks a lot like me, and he just laughs it off. But then know what he's trying to do. Um, <laughs> I, I've, I've, I mean, it's 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 good to have a bit of yourself in your work, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, like I noticed with Ardman stuff, well, with Dick Park stuff rather, um, uh, he's got a sort of certain look about the characters, and he's got the same sort of smile going on. That's it. Not that it's massive and cartoony, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do, you do. Yeah, my my wife says I stand like one of my cartoon characters. She says she goes, "You're standing like a a character of yours." I know because I, I draw the same stance when we draw. You know, send stars to us off to clients mm -hmm. or whatever. It tends to be the same thing, and she says I stand like them. <laughs> I hope's a compliment. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll have a look at the characters again in a minute and let you know. Yeah. <laughs> You sneak yourselves into the Rex Factor, Phil. Yes, we did. Uh -huh. We were some beef eaters, uh, bringing the crown in. So. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, and we, yeah, we. I think we snuck a lot of people in that film. A lot of like our our partners and mm. everything like that. Uh, is it, I remember my brother-in-law does um, video games, uh, creates video games, and uh, in one of the first films, he uh, first video games he made, it was a racing one. Um, if you crash into the barriers and look at the audience, they've got all the employees' faces. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's awesome. Are you doing another Rex Factor? When uh, I'd love to say yes, but it was so time consuming. We tried to get another one off the ground, um, mm. but because we crowdfunded it, it, was, it you, you kind of feel like you're asking again, you know? And yeah. 
we raised a lot of money for that time. I don't, you can't keep saying, oh, can you, can you now give us money to do this? Uh, but we, there, there is something Rex Factory happening. Oh, I cool. can't tell you too much about it. So yeah, no, these, no. Things, these things live on, you know. Sorry, I've fallen flat again now. We've, I do that where I keep talking really well and then <laughs> mine goes blank. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to get better at the Q&A things. I'm too busy listening to what you're saying to think of another question. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've done Q&As before and I get the same kind of thing. I don't know what to ask. When, when I've got my questions through, I'm like, ah, I'm lost now. But uh, It's been really good to, to, to be a part of this, I think. It's a great thing that yeah. you're, you're doing. Thank you for being part of it. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. really nice. I, I like, as I say, I like to, I'm trying to get more people from various areas of animation. So not just individual animators um people like yourself who are creating good films for um sorry i keep my mind keeps going blank for the way that you, you described it better than me the way that you <laughs> it. So, i think, I think yeah, like, do you mean like corporate kind uh, of yeah sorry like yeah, corporate. Yeah, 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 yeah. i keep going commercial in my head and I know that's yeah so well, i think that's, a, that's probably a key point to to mm. note i never thought and I'm sure Rachel and Mike will, will, will say as well, like we were never we were never thrown into this kind of industry at university. Mm. We were never introduced to this industry at all. Mm. I didn't really know it existed. And it wasn't until I left and realised you can't just work at Disney or Arpen, you yeah. know, or on a TV show. You, you've got to be good. You've got to be very good at what you do because they're not going to hire anyone. Or you've got to work your way up and be a runner and do this kind of stuff. And yeah, this going out and working for production companies gave me a, an insight into into mm. that, into the more corporate advertising, internet advertising world. Um, and it works for us, you know, it's a fast turnaround job, different styles all the time. Yeah. Um, it definitely keeps it interesting, yeah. And, and as you say as well, if you get a steady income from one place, then you, when you have the time, you can pull it towards more of a passion project and yeah. personal things. Yeah. Then, it, yeah. it depends on what you want to do. I mean, in this arena there's there's probably more money to be made mm. because the the output is so vast there's so many things you can do um whereas if you you want to be a tv or a film animator you're going to be on a project for a year and then you've got to find another one and do the same thing that's not saying there's not money to be made but you're yeah. you're more you're more sectioned off um yeah. just you know it's probably more creative in that sense yeah and it's um as you say as well it's it's different times now it's more competitive yeah uh, for things so if you were looking at the jobs to be the next lead creative in argument you'd, you'd have to be good yeah and stand out because they have hundreds of thousands of applicants exactly kind yeah. of thing. If, if you can manage the workload and obviously as well at the same time have a, a decent output of videos and, and create something mm. that stands out then yeah it's a and that's where a short film will get you far. You know, that yeah. if you make a short film at university or college or a school or whatever, mm. that sort of initiative will, will take you yeah. a lot further. Um, so if you were 15 again, what advice would you give yourself about animating? It's quite a nice question. <laughs> oh, question. That's a good question. You can't be the next Disney animator. <laughs> yeah. <there we go. laughs> uh, oh, what advice would you give yourself about animating? I'm not a very patient person. Mm. It's a bit mad working in animation. I'm kind of like a get things done really quickly, get away with it sort of person. I'm, I'm getting away with being an, uh, the boss of an animation studio rather than <laughs> knowing what I'm doing. Um, I think take take my time. I think that might be one. Mm. And uh, yeah, take more time. I might come up with something a bit, bit better. <laughs> It's very strange that I'm very much the same, which is um, considering animation, one of the main components is patience. I'm not a very patient person. People are surprised when they hear that, but I'm I'm not. I hand drew all my film at university on Mm. paper, and I still managed to finish pretty much ahead of everybody. Mm. Um, But uh, it was was an all right film. I I can't look at it now. It's it's awful now, but at the time, I, I was happy with it, but... I know that I had maybe two weeks where I could have sat down and gone over it again and, and figured out stuff. But I'm a kind of like, I've done it now. I've completed yeah. it. It's up there. It's acceptable. I'll, I'll move on. So I think, yeah, 15 year old me, take your time and, and do things more properly. 
it's, it's, it is good advice because I I'm, I feel the same lately, which is I've, I'm getting better at sitting and thinking about things more yeah. than just doing it. I've, I've, um, I'm still terrible if I'm, if I'm on a creative project and my own thing at home or something, I don't want to sit around when I think I could be doing it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'm, yeah. yeah. Like I've done a few things where I'm doing noisy stuff with the shed, like carving and things. And then I'm like, I just want to get this done. And it's like, it's nine o'clock. Are you, are you going to stop making noise? <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. Yeah. It's totally. I think maybe the advice now to myself or to, to, to people, mm. Watching, I think is to maybe give yourself a challenge that isn't easy. Mm. So something this is a bit outside, but I'm I'm building yeah. an office in the garden to 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 work in. So that's mm. but that's totally out of my comfort zone. So mm. I'm having to slow down and having to look at it again. And I think if I were to learn something like 3D animation, I would have to slow down and look at it because I don't know what I'm doing. So maybe do something you're completely not afraid with. And that might help you to slow down if you're like us. <laughs> yeah, because I think the easiest things are the quicker you get it done, the quicker you think, oh, I can get away with that, I can do this, and cut this corner. And... It's it's really easy to get into that frame of mind of mm. um, I got away with that or I, I can, I know I can just quickly get that done. And then, yeah, it can overwhelm you sometimes, can't it? Yeah, yeah. And, and taking the time to think about something is always always good to do. Yeah, you'll always end up with something something better. And especially with, again, back to the message of um, working with people and with the environment is um, uh, quick and easy sometimes costs money um, and is wasteful. So yeah. trying to think of how to use every bit of something. Yeah, yeah, totally. How to yeah. use something to its best, get the most out of it. Cool. Um, I hope no clients are listening to me saying I rush through things, but... No, no. no. <laughs> They're happy with the results. So it's yeah, not going to be quite happy. The work is amazing. So it's... um. It's all right. well, that's why I've got Patreon and they, they take their time and things. So it's all good. Mm -hmm. It balances it out. <laughs> yeah. The ideas are always a rush anyway, isn't it? It's, uh, yeah. You want to get the best ideas out and not mull it over too much. But that's the other thing, like, is, is working in this this industry, this the business I've created is is to kind of use that... I call it a skill of the, you know doing things fast. That's the mm. industry I'm in, so you know I've suited my skill base by by doing that. Um, mm. I think that's everyone for questions at the moment. Um, so while while we're just waiting for any more that might pop up in the in the delay, thank you very much for your time mm -hmm. speaking to us. It's been really nice and and some really cool and good advice in there. Oh, hang on, we got one. Do you ever go over budget and end up eating the cost because you can't stand? Sorry, <laughs> I'm too much oil in there. Would you like to read that one out? Yes. Do you ever go over budget and end up eating the cost because you can't stand hand off hand off something you aren't completely happy with? Some things we we go over budget in terms of uh, sometimes the client hasn't got the budget we want to make what we want to make, and sometimes mm. we won't tell them. We'll just present an idea and we'll say internally we'll be like we want to make this idea we've just got to suck it up and you know if that's what we want to do we know mm -hmm. it's good for us in the future yeah. in show we'll you know put on a show we'll put it present it to the client so we've done that before mm -hmm. um i can't really think of many projects that we deliver and aren't 100 percent happy with mm -hmm. um, i think you know the, the, the projects we put out there are all tailored to the budget. So, I mean, if they're not quite what we want to do, we can sit there and go, yeah, but the budget wasn't there to make it, you know, okay. it needed to be this. So mm. I think we're, we're quite good at yeah. positioning ourselves and positioning the film in the right the right way. Rachel asking, do the three of you ever massively disagree about how a project should go? I don't think so. Again, they might, I don't know. They might sit down the back and go, what the hell is Tom thinking? <laughs> I don't want to do this, but he's the boss. Uh, I don't think so. I think we've, we, because we have, everyone's got a project. And if I give them a project, I'm not, uh, you might disagree here, but I, I try and as much as I can, I let them have that creative control and because mm. there's a reason I've hired them, there's a reason I've given them that project is so they can do it. Otherwise, I would have done it. And sometimes I will sit there and go, oh, I, I want to do my idea, so I'll just present my idea. But there's always a point where the three of us will sit down and 
kind of view that project and someone might go, oh, that really doesn't make sense or what are we doing there? And we just had a project recently where, you know, Katie worked on the storyboard. She kind of got a bit through it. She's like, I can't understand what's going on here. Mm-hmm. So then we all had a big talk and Mike ended up doing the, the rest of the storyboard. And sometimes it just doesn't work out. You know, some people just don't get it. They're not in that creative space in that project. So someone else has to kind of use their time. Um, but no, disagree. No, I don't think so. No. Mike says it is quite a harmonious setup for ideas. So that's yeah, yeah. There you go. I suppose as well, if you're if you're a similar bunch of people, a small mm-hmm. group, and you're you're all in the same sort of wavelength, it's quite. And I imagine it's quite nice and easy to. I mean, yeah. it's good to have a bit of disagreement just so that you can get different ideas. But it's nice when you. Uh, I think yeah, because everyone's kind of on the same sort of yeah. Level. I mean, the, yeah, I think I think it's I think it's quite it is quite harmonious. I'm going to keep it. All, the, all these things you're saying are good. Yeah. I'm, going to, I'm going to mark them down. Well, I have a message saying he was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, sorry. Thank you for yeah. Thank you for no your problem. time and talking to us. It's been really good, and um, hopefully we can arrange something again in future. Yeah, really yeah. Good. Or we get Mike on. Or we get Mike on instead. Yeah, yeah. We can do multiple ones, and then um, so. That moves on quite nicely to so a bit of news for the animation club that I'll announce as well um, later on is um, I'm hoping to get the animation club to come in and co-host the Q and A's. So while we're still online, invite one or two every now and again to come in and co-host and help ask the questions live like this, as well as getting the questions in the comments. So maybe that's something we can do in the future. Yeah. Have someone else join us as well. Um, and yeah, if anyone has any questions after the call and they want to get in touch, they they can. Fantastic. Tom at tinmouseanimation.com. So, brilliant. Thank you. Answer questions. Fantastic. I'm sure we'll have plenty more as well. Um, like I said, the, the, this will be available to watch on the Facebook page. And um, what I've been doing as well afterwards is turning them into like trimming out all of my moments where my brain stops and uh, <laughs> into a podcast that are easy to listen to. So um, Awesome. That's great. Yeah. And then um, just before everyone leaves as well, ne- uh, on Thursday, we our next Q&A guest is John Rennie. from. He's the creative director, managing director of uh, Cloth Cat um, Studios. Um, so he'll be with us on Thursday. And then after that, we're going to be doing Q&As on Thursday so we can have them. A bit more regularly so yeah awesome. well good luck thank with you. that i'll tune in i'm sure yeah well thank I'll you for your you. questions and thank you for again for answering the, and them and no speaking problem. to us cheers guys thanks very much thank you. see you now everyone bye bye thank you for listening to this q a podcast we would like to thank tom sanders for speaking to us and the animation club for their hard work We hope that you enjoyed listening to this podcast. Goodbye.